Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Everyday Chant Hari Nam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadik Das Prabhu from Ayapur, India to enlighten us on verse 2, chapter 13 of Canto 5. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, Guru Maharaj. Whenever you are ready. Please accept mine, Mataji. Accept my obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Guru Dev. Please take over the call, Prabhuji. Okay, thank you. First of all, please, uh, all devotees, thank you so much for the opportunity to have a class with you. Even long distance class is a blessing. So before we begin, let us offer obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead who appears to us in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayu Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayu Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayu Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaiva Narotamam Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tatojayam Udirayat Nashta Prayesha Baddeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavata Yurtama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Nashtaki Idam Bhagavatam Nama Parana Brahma Samitam Uttama Shloka Charitam Chakara Bhagavanishi Nishaya Saya Lokasya Danyam Svastayanam Mahat Krishna Swadamo Bhagate Dharma Jnana Divisaha Kolo Nashta Deshamesha Paranoko Nudodita so today we're reading Canto 5, Chapter 13, Text 2. Yasyam, in which, in the forest of material existence, ime, these, shut, six, Naradeva, O King, Dasyava, the plunderers, Saartam, the conditioned souls who are interested in false ideas, Vilampanti, plunder, regularly taking away all the possessions, Kunayakam, who are always misguided by so-called gurus or spiritual masters, Balat, by force, Gomaya, Gomayava, exactly like foxes, Yatra, in which forest, Haranti, they take away, Saartikam, the conditioned soul who is seeking material profits to maintain the body and soul. Pramattam, who is a crazy man, not knowing his self-interest. Avishya, entering the heart. Yata, just as. Uranam, nicely protected lambs. Rikaha, the tigers. Translation, O King Rahugana, in this forest of material existence, there are six very powerful plunderers. When the conditioned soul enters the forest to acquire some material gain, these six plunderers misguide him. Thus the conditioned merchant does not know how to spend his money, and it is taken away by these plunderers, like tigers, jackals, and other ferocious animals in a forest that are ready to take away a lamb from the custody of its protector. The wife and children enter the heart of the merchant and plunder him in so many ways. Report by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. In the forest, there are many plunderers, dacoits, jackals, and tigers. The jackals are compared to one's wife and children. In the dead of night, jackals cry very loudly 
And similarly, one's wife and children in this material world also cry like jackals. The children say, Father, this is wanted. Give me this. I am your dear son. Or the wife says, I am your dear wife. Please give me this. This is now needed. In this way, one is plundered by the thieves in the forest. Not knowing the aim of human life, one is constantly being misguided. The aim of life is Vishnu. Everyone works very hard to earn money, but no one knows that his real self-interest is in serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Instead of spending money for advancement, for advancing the Krishna consciousness movement, one spends his hard-earned money on clubs, brothels, liquor, slaughterhouses, and so forth. Due to sinful activities, one becomes implicated in the process of transmigration and thus has to accept one body after another. Being thus absorbed in a distressed condition, one never attains happiness. Oma jnana timirandhasya jnana anjana shalakaya chakshurun militanjena tasmai shri gurave namah Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sagasati Deve Gauravani Pracharane Nirvise Shishanyavadi Paschachade Shatarane He Guru Gyanada Dinabando Swanandadata Kuranai Kasindo Vrindavana Sina Hitabhatara Prasida Radha Praniya Prachara Nama Shishtam Manumapi Sachiputramatra Sarupam Rupam Tasyagraja Murapurim Matarim Goshtavatim Radha Kundam Girivaram Maho Radhika Madhavasam Prapto Yasapatita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tam Natosmi Vande Nanta Adbhutashrayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhum Nichopi Yat Prasadat Sad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityanandam Maham Nomi Sarvananda Karamparam Harinam Abhadam Devam Abhadhuta Sharomanim Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shedvaita Garadhar Srivasadi Gaur Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Vrindaye Tulsi Devvai Priyaye Keshavasicha Krishna Bhakti Pradidevi Satyavatai Namo Nama Vansha Kopata Vizcha the first point we should understand from this purport is that we may misunderstand what, what's being said here. It's a very negative thing to, to call one's wife and children jackals, plunderers. What is being said here is uh, modified qualified by one word, sa'artam. The conditioned souls were interested in false ideas. And again, sa'artikam, the conditioned soul who is seeking material profits to maintain the body and soul. Arta means dharma, arta, kama, and moksha. Religiosity, from religiosity people become materially successful. And from material success, they desire kama, satisfaction of their desires, utilizing money and they set it for the service of their mind and senses. And when that is all a frustration and failure, then they desire moksha or liberation. So this is the unfortunate path that is taken by sa'artikam, by the materialistic persons. 
So we should understand this is their life. This is and the devotees, a devotee's life, devotee's family life is much different. Yet we should study this to know what to avoid also, because what is the difference between saartikam, a materialistic person, and a devotee? A devotee simply wants to please the Lord and engage everything in his service. This is explained very nicely in, a, in some famous verses in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where it said, Anasaktasya vishanyan yadharam upayunjita nirbandha krishna sambandha yuktam barakim uchate prapanchikataya budya hari sambandhi vastuna mumukshubhi puratyago falgum vairagyam kattite. This means that and Srila Prabhupada exemplified this, learning this from a spiritual master, that everything can be used in Krishna's service. Indeed, he even explained in one lecture that if a copying machine is used to print literature glorifying the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then that copying machine is fully spiritual. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur would have his disciples offer arati and offer obeisances and flowers to the printing press because it was engaged in distributing the message of love of God. So our principle is to take whatever is useful in Krishna's service and use it for Krishna. And Prabhupada showed that perfectly because he perfectly understood the example of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. At that time, in Orthodox Bengali society, it was forbidden for a sannyasi to even wear shoes or stitch cloth. And we see pictures of His Divine Grace, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, wearing beautifully stitched full-length jacket, patent leather shoes, turban, and sitting in a Model T Ford. What to speak of riding in a bicycle or a horse? He was sitting in an unknown, un practically unheard of conveyance, a Model T Ford, a car, horseless carriage. Why? to bring respectability to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, to show by practical example that everything could be used in the service of the Lord. So this is in the same category as a person who labors night and day to amass sufficient amount of money to go buy an expensive car for his own pride, prestige, and pratishta. This is a very, very different thing. One is for the pratishta of the Supreme Lord to bring attention to the value of Krishna consciousness, to the uh, respectability of Krishna bhakti, to, the, to the, the pride to be a devotee of the Supreme Personality of God. And this is well-directed pride. This is a very different thing. But still we should take lesson from this. We should understand that the only difference between the life of a materialistic person and our life is the grace of Sri Guru, Guru Goranga. This is the difference that makes anything. Ask yourself, where would you be today, at this moment even, had Srila Prabhupada not stepped off the Jaladuta or boarded the Jaladuta and risked his life and everything? to come to America, would you be listening to Bhagavatam class? Would you have a guru? Would you be wearing Kanti Mala? Would you be chanting Holy Name? Would you be eating prasadam? Would you have the association of devotees? Would you be visiting the temple? Of course, many of you are from pious Indian families. You 
most likely would still be visiting a temple and maybe vegetarian and many good things. That is, the nature of your sanskaras, your positive sanskaras that are so much more uh, uplifting than that what we find in Western culture. But still, all these benefits come to us by the mercy of, of Guru, Guru Kripa. So we can learn from the negative example what to avoid. Now in this purport, Prabhupada talks about the proper use of money. So I wanted mostly to discuss that topic in this class today. That the, what is the illusion of money? People think, if, if Prabhupada was saying, or actually my exalted godbrother, Shishimad Gorgobindamar, she used to say, money, 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 brighter than sunshine, sweeter than honey, money, money, money. And this is what people think. If I could just get money, then this will guarantee my happiness and satisfaction. They all think like that. And to some degree, we think like that also as conditioned souls. We're very happy when we get money and very sad if we lose money. But what is the nature of money? It's meant to be lost. You can't hold on to it. Either we leave the money or the money leaves us, right? Money will leave us. That's what it does. We get it and then we spend it. Money is meant to be spent. But inevitably, we will be separated from our money. Either we leave the money by leaving this world or the money leaves us. You can't hold on to money. Money is Lakshmi Devi, Chanchal. Chanchal is very flickering. Uh, Lakshmi Devi is very flickering, Chanchal. She doesn't stay even with a particular family for very long or particular duration. In our, sometimes we have money when everything's prosperous and then some untoward event occurs and we lose money, some disaster, some failure in business. Many things can happen to make us lose money. And then people cry, oh, I've lost money. But this is the nature of money. Therefore, an intelligent person may ask, what actually is wealth? Is it money? Pieces of paper? Pieces of colored paper? These pieces, pieces of colored paper have no intrinsic value. If you're starving to death, can you eat a $100 bill? It represents the things we need in life. It represents arta. What is actual arta? It's not the pieces of paper. It's the food. It's the water, shelter, clothing, association, the things that maintain our lives. If there was a drought where people had no water, they would take a $10,000 diamond or $10,000 cash paper and exchange it for one liter of water. Because we require water. Water, water is arta, and the paper is not. Ultimately, the necessities of life are coming from the earth. Bhagavatam says, sarva kama dugamahi, that all man's necessities, what we actually leave, are real, what we actually need, are coming from the earth. Oxygen comes from the earth. Water comes from the earth. Food comes from the earth. We're dependent living beings, but we think, if I have money, then I will be happy. This is a false promise. Happiness does not come from money. In fact, money is always a problem. If you have money, the and then the anxiety is there. How will I keep it? The government wants to take it by tax. The thieves want to steal it. They'll kill me for my money. My family is making demands on money. My relatives are making demands on my money. How will I keep my money? It creates anxiety. 
And if you don't have money and can't pay your bills, that also creates anxiety. So money is always a problem unless we're able to use our money. According to this verse, we find in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that anasaktasya vishayan, money is vishaya. It's an, it's an opulence. But when we use that, dovetail it in the service of the Lord, then it becomes an opulence and not an anxiety. When we see that the bills we pay are in relationship with the Lord's service, we lose attachment, we lose anxiety, we lose frustration, we lose greed. When we see I'm working to maintain my home, which is a temple, the deity of the Lord, Supreme Personality of God, it has come to my home, Jagannath, Balram, Subhadra Maharani, Gornitai, Radha Krishna, they've come to my home and I'm spending money to maintain their temple. I have to pay the heat bill to keep them warm. I'm paying the water bill so we can bathe them. I'm paying the boga bill to buy food for their satisfaction. When we change our consciousness, money is no longer an anxiety. We become satisfied in life using money for Krishna's service. Not falgu vairagyam. Falgu vairagyam is the activity of the mayamaris. No, 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 no. Don't give me money. Don't touch. I don't touch money. Prabhupada tells a story of a devotee going door to door begging, doing bhiksha. And some generous person gives him a very nice donation. The next day there's a knock on the door. And the same devotee is at the door. And the pious householder says, I just gave you money yesterday. Why are you back? The devotee says, I already spent it all for Krishna. He doesn't keep anything for himself. He doesn't save anything for himself. He doesn't think it's my money. Rather, he thinks, this is Krishna's money. And Srila Prabhupada, I found some nice quotes I'd like to read you about collecting money and what we should be doing with it. Uh, there is competition between Krishna, quote from Bhagavatam, there is competition between Krishna and his devotee. Krishna wants to give everything to the devotee. He wants to see that my devotee is very comfortable. Just like the father wants to see the children, they're very comfortable. So why the devotees should be hankering after something material? No. Kasmad bhajanti kabayo dhana dharma dhan dhan. Shukadev Goswami says, why should we go to puffed up rich men for begging something? Krishna will arrange for everything. My Guru Maharaj used to say, you do not try to preach for getting some money. Money will come automatically. On your feet, money will say, please accept me. You should preach very sincerely. That is your business. Never body, never bother that where is money? Where is money? Money, money. So by preaching money and by pious lifestyle, serving Krishna, money automatically comes. According to our karma, we get a certain amount of predestined prosperity, wealth, and loss. That's why Bhagavan tells us Bhagavatam tells us, advises us that there's a higher goal in life. Bhagavatam says, Tasyayagaheto prayateto kovido nalabhyate yad brahmatam uparyada. Talabhyate dukkavananyata sukam kaalena sarvatta gabira rangasa. That one can wander from the topmost planet down to the bottom, trying to fulfill his desires and never be satisfied. But what is meant for us will come automatically just as distress, just as 
distress comes to us without desiring it. Happiness also comes. Nobody goes to the masjid, the mandir, the synagogue, the gurudwar, the church, and prays to God, please give me loss, destroy my business, wreck my car, give me some incurable disease. No one prays like that. But doesn't some kind of distress and loss come at some time in every single person's life? An honest person will say yes. Difficulty comes in my life. Loss comes to my life. You didn't pray for it, but it came. So Bhagavatam is saying that prosperity comes in exactly the same way. And Srila Prabhupada would say that you can't get more in life than you're destined, and you can't get less also. You can't get more, and you can't get less. If we had faith in that, we're free from anxiety. You, you go about your business, you go about your job, you go about your whatever means you utilize to create income to maintain your family. You do your duty. And whatever comes, comes by the grace of God. And we accept with gratitude. We accept poverty with gratitude even. We accept wealth equally with gratitude. Wealth and poverty, name and fame, dishonor, honor, heat and cold, mm-hmm. all the dualities of life are all sent to us by our own karma. So devotee, knowing that, isn't stressed about money and how, to, how, how will I maintain himself? Because he knows he's maintained by Krishna. So Bhagavatam is telling us, money, happiness, satisfaction, all that will come by destiny. Therefore, strive for Krishna. Try and be Krishna conscious, because that is the real wealth of life. And so we should ask, what is money? Money doesn't mean pieces of paper. Money means the things we need in life. Arta. Arta means food and shelter and friends and clothing and water, clean water. These are the actual artas in life. And that comes by the grace of God. Sarva kama dugamahi. So rich or poor, we should also understand because people are all striving for money and material success, but the dualities of rich or poor relates only to the body, to our pride, to our status, to our prestige, our ahankar. And people like to, if people have money, they like to show off their money. Why should I, why should I drive a little uh, Maruti if I can drive BMW? And they get behind, behind, behind the wheel of the BMW and see, look and see my opulence, see my wealth. Because when people become materially wealthy, they want to show it to the world. See how wealthy... This is duality of material life. And it has no meaning for the real, obst- the real objective of life, which is to become free from the dualities of life. So money is always a problem, yet everyone is looking for it. That money has an empty promise. How will I be happy? But it can't make us happy. Money can buy a bed but it can't buy you sleep. Money can buy clothes, but not beauty. Money can buy food, but not appetite. Money can buy a house, but not a home. Money can buy luxury, but not culture. Money can buy medicine, but not health. So we should understand what are the real valuable things in life. That is our Krishna consciousness. And that comes by the grace of our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, 
our preeminent Siksha Guru in our ISKCON society, and by his representatives, by the grace of devotees, we become, we make progress in spiritual life and develop detachment from trying to accumulate that which is never meant to be accumulated by us. Money is meant to be spent, and we develop detachment from that by the process of devotional, Krishna, devotional service. Bhagavatam says, Vasudevi Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janiyatyashu Vairagyam Jnanam Chayad Ahaitukam That by serving the Lord causeless knowledge and detachment, jnana and vairagya, knowledge and detachment develop by the process of devotional service. Because we have to become detached from this world. How long can we stay? How long can we stay? This is the illusion of material life. We remember from Vanaparva Mahabharata where Yudhishthir is asked by the Yaksha, Yaksha Prashna, who is actually his own father, Yamaraj. He asked him many, many important questions about Raja Dharma, Sri Dharma, many important things, and he gives amazing answers. Ultimately, the Yaksha, his own father, Yamaraj, asks him, what is the most extraordinary thing in life? What is the most wonderful, extraordinary thing in life? And he answers, Ahani, Ahani, Bhutani, Kachanti, Tiha, Yamamalam. That everyone and everything is dying in this world. Every bird, every beast, every amphibian, every bacteria, every demigod cannot stay here. <laughs> Yet everyone lives, in spite of that, everyone lives their life as if they will never die. At the time of death, what is the meaning to money? Can it help you? Can you tell Yamaraj, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, give me some more time here. I've got a big bank balance. I'll give you, I'll give you. Is Yamaraj impressed? Does he need your money? Can you take it with you? You can't take one thread with you. One pin is actually a story about a king and his minister. The king was a very pious minister, devotee, and he had a very extraordinary minister, Mahamantri. So he asked Mahamantri, please tell me what is the future because this personality was Trikalagya. He could see past, present, and future. So the king asked the minister, what is my future? The minister said, you are going to die, Maharaj. And the Maharaj said, I'm going to die? How horrible. I'm going to die? How horrible. No, 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 no. The minister said, actually, because you're a very pious king, you will go to Vaikuntha. At the end of your life, you'll go to Vaikuntha. So the king was relieved. He thought, oh, very good. I'm going to Vaikuntha. But the minister said, not so fast. It's very crowded there. How, where will you live? And the king said, if I'm going to Vaikuntha, I have a palace here. Why should I leave here? I want, I want my palace. So the, the minister said, it's all right also. Your palace is there in Vaikuntha. The king was relieved. Okay, let me go to Vaikuntha. Still the minister said, there's one problem. In your palace, there's many mosquitoes. The king thought, why shall I go to my palace if it's full of mosquitoes, let alone it's in Vaikuntha? Why shall I go Then the mosquitoes will be biting me when I sleep? How can I have any peace? How can I even sleep at night? The minister said, we can arrange for a mosquito net for you. The king was relieved. Very nice, I'm going to Vaikuntha. I have my palace. I have a mosquito net. I can sleep peacefully at night. No problem, let's go. No problem. The minister said, still Maharaj, there's one small problem. There's a hole in the mosquito net. 
And the Maharaj says, well, actually, Mahamantri, I will just bring one needle with When I leave this world, I'll bring one needle with me. I'll stitch the hole shut. The mosquitoes won't bother me. And everything's fine. The Mahamantri says, Maharaj, when you leave this world, you cannot take even one needle with you. And this is the fact of life. You may be a millionaire, Kurpati, but you can't take one paisa with you. You may have a huge house, but you, you can't take that with you either. You may have a dozen cars. Can you, try, can you take one? Nothing that we have accumulated in this world is available for us at the time of death except one thing, and that is our bhakti. Whatever devotional service we've done, neha bikramana shosti pratyavayu nividdhe swabham apyasya dharmasya trayate mahatobaya. Shumat Bhagavad Gita tells us that whatever devotional service, whatever devotional merit we've accumulated in this lifetime is our asset in our next life. And ideally, one completes the process of Krishna Bhakti at the end of life, returns to the kingdom of God. If he doesn't, Suchinam Srimatam Gehe Yogo Brashta Vijayate. He takes birth in a Thayas family. He takes birth in a wealthy family because he doesn't lose his the asset of devotional life. So we, an intelligent person will ask, what is the real asset in my life? The real asset, real dhan, real wealth, is the wealth of bhakti. What, we, what we've done in service to the Lord, how much money we've spent in the service of the Lord, not how much money we've kept, but how much money we've spent, that is our wealth. It's not a contradiction. What we've spent is our wealth, not what we've saved in the bank. Because you can't take that with you. And there's no guarantee that we even see the next sunrise. Correct? There's no guarantee that, we, that I even finish this class. That is the nature of this material world. Death can come at any moment. Life is, flicker, is very flickering. The life, according to Govinda Das in this beautiful prayer, he says life is like water on a lotus pad. The nature of lotus pad is it's very waxy. It has a waxy, it's covered with a waxy type substance. And the pad never gets wet. So if rainwater falls on that, it just beads up. And when the wind comes, the wind pushes it off into the water. It's very tenuous. It can't stay there very long. So he says, life is like that. Life is like that. Very tenuous. At any moment, the whole thing's over. Therefore, That your youth, your wealth, your reputation, all of the things that we value in this life, we can't hold on to. You can't hold on to it. They make advertisements for anti-aging products. You can, if you take a bath in these projects, it won't stop old age. But still, they, they, they make false advertisements about anti-aging projects. Grow your hair back. If you have a bald head, just put some of this lotion. The hair will grow back. You'll be beautiful and masculine and attractive again. Or put this cream on your face and all the wrinkles will go away. This is insanity. 
people are so bewildered they don't understand what is the nature of their own life that we can't stay here, that the whole show is over at any moment. This is the most unfortunate thing. There's a nice verse describing what is our situation. And one of the Alwars, Kulashekar Alwar, he was actually avatar of the Lord's Kushtu Bamani. Try and get this, the scientists to figure that out. How the Lord's Kushtu Bamani can appear in human society is one of the Alwars. Anyway, he said that this life is very, very flickering. And you can't maintain it. There's no he said there's no medicine that can solve the problem of the stiffening of the joints and falling down dead. Is there some medicine, some gutika, some rasayana, some churna? You just take this medicine and death goes away? No, he says, Dormade, you foolish donkey-like man. There is no such medicine, but only one thing. Take this medicine, this Krishna Rasayana, the holy name of Krishna. This is the medicine that will cure this disease of death. Not only will it cure the disease of death, it, it cures the disease of material life, where we think that the perfection of life is to accumulate money. Money can never make us happy. It's impossible. Unless we use it in the service of the Lord. And that is the principle of Krishna Bhakti. Ravana wanted to steal Sita. Sita means Lakshmi. He wanted to keep Lakshmi for himself. Instead of leaving Lakshmi, Sita, in the service of Rama. So when Lakshmi is used in the service of Narayan, Lakshmi Narayan, she is not chanchal anymore. There's no more anxiety. There's no more Lust, greed, anger, envy, fear, all the different things that accompany accumulation of money. There's a nice verse in Bhagavatam that describes what is the result of materialistic accumulation of money. Let me find it here for you. Uh, just a moment, please. Theft, violence, speaking lies, duplicity, lust, anger, perplexity, pride, quarreling, enmity, faithlessness, envy, and the dangers caused by women, gambling, and intoxication are the 15 undesirable qualities that contaminate men because of greed for wealth. Although these qualities are undesirable, men falsely ascribe value to them. One desiring to achieve the real benefit of life should therefore remain aloof from undesirable material wealth. Even a man's brothers, wife, parents, and friends united with him in love will immediately break off their affectionate relationships and become enemies over a single coin. For even a small amount of money, these relatives and friends become very agitated and their anger is inflamed, acting as rivals. They quickly give up all sentiments of goodwill and will reject, one, will reject one at a moment's notice, even to the point of committing murder. So this is the result of keeping Lakshmi 
without Narayan. Having greed for Lakshmi without Narayan. So the whole problem of money is solved if we use money in Krishna's service. Money is meant for his service. It represents Lakshmi, wealth, prosperity. is all meant for Krishna. So, practically speaking, most, I think, everyone on this call is Grihasta. The brahmacharis are busy doing, they're probably out on book distribution or serving in the temple, doing some nice service. We're all Grihastas. So, practical advice for Grihastas. Grihasta Dharma means to deal with money. Don't try and live like a sannyasi if you're a Grihasta. Prabhupada said, we just read, have comfortable life. There's a big difference between a comfortable life and a luxurious and unnecessarily luxurious life. Have a comfortable life. Be comfortable. And show to society the, the standard of happiness of a Krishna conscious life. Will anyone be attracted to become a devotee if we're living under a tree? If you're living in some run-down uh, tenement? Oh, pl- come to our house. Don't mind the rats, the cockroaches. <coughs> we're, we're devotees of Krishna. We don't believe in, in material prosperity. No, show a comfortable life. An opulent life even. But not a luxurious life. For example... I used to work in the jewelry industry as a watchmaker and jeweler. So for $50,000, you can buy an 18-carat gold Rolex president with a diamond bezel. It'll set you back $50,000. You can buy one in platinum for $100,000. But a $10 watch from Walmart does exactly the same thing. What is that? It tells you what time it is. Do you need to spend $100,000 for a watch to know what time it is? No. Why do people do that? To show the world, I'm very rich, I'm very important, I'm wealthy, you should respect me. We don't need that. We want to bring attention to Krishna and the life of Krishna consciousness. So there's a big difference between luxury and comfortable life. We don't need a luxury. We reject a luxurious life because... Ultimately, a poor man and a rich man, they can't, when they're asleep, does it matter? You're sleeping on a cotton sheet or a silk sheet? You're sitting in a penthouse or you're sleeping in a simple apartment? You're sleeping in your own home? You're eating two chapatis, rich man's eating two chapatis, but the rich man may be filled with anxiety. How will I keep my money? Even it said, this uh, Mukesh Ambani, he built a big, big mansion, like 20, 30 stories high in Mumbai. But his astrologer told him, you should not live there. It would be very inauspicious for you. <laughs> and it had a helicopter pad and like hundreds of servants. And, but he can't stay there. What a useless waste of money. He's, he's staying in a huge multi-story building. What is the difference between his sleep and a simple devotee's sleep? simple devotee who spends his time serving Krishna, serving his spiritual master, serving the needs of society. And he's sleeping peacefully, dreaming of Krishna, waking up refreshed. What is the difference between his life and Ambani, Mr. Ambani's life? He's full of stress. How will I get money? More money, more money, more money. Similarly, they asked Howard Hughes. He was like the 1900s equivalent of Mukesh Ambani. 
said, Mr. Hughes, you have so much money, you can buy anything you want. You can buy your own state. You can buy an island. You can buy anything you want. You have so much money. What is it you want in life? What do you want to spend your money on? What is important to you? What do you want out of life? He answered, what do I want? I want more money. <laughs> that lust, greed, burns like fire and is never satisfied. You can't put out a fire by, by supplying fuel to it. So the, the insane desire to accumulate more and more and more money can never make us happy. There's no real satisfaction in looking at your bank statement saying, look and see what I have. Do you really, and do you really have it? Because we don't even have our own body. Our own body can drop down dead any moment. What to speak of a bank account? What happened here in India several years ago, I think 2016? Demonetization. The, the government warned everybody we're going to demonetize, demonetize 2,000 rupee note, 1,000 rupee note, 500 rupee note. Turn in your money, turn in your black money, put it in the bank. We're going to demonetize. No one paid attention. And when it happened, when your 2,000 rupee note became valueless overnight, people were crying. You should see, you should have seen the, the uh, Loy Bazaar wallas in Vrindavan. They're all crying because they have trunks full of black money. The, the overnight became paper. Overnight, it became paper. So what is real wealth? Real wealth is what we spend for Krishna. That is our asset in life, not a bank balance. And the same thing can happen in America. Is there any guarantee? America is $7 trillion in debt more than its GDP, the gross domestic product of what America, the, the product, what America produces every year is $7 trillion less then it's debt. How can that go on? Is it possible? So this whole idea of wealth is very, very, it's like, again, Kamala Dalajala, it's like that same drop of water on a lotus leaf. Now you see it, now you don't. Labazar Wallace, now I'm a core party, now I have a trunk full of paper. So how do we use money? What is money for? Money is for serving the Lord. Lakshmi is for Narayan. And only Ravana or persons with a Ravana-type mentality want to use money for sense gratification. So have a comfortable life. Grihasi should also save money. If you have children, if you have a daughter, you're going, you're going to want her to get her married one day. If your kids are young, you're going to want to give your children good education, let them go to a good school. That costs money. Education is very, especially in America, is extremely expensive, especially if they want to go to a good school especially if they want to go to a good school out of state. It's extremely expensive. You can spend sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 in a heartbeat for one year. So save money also. The, the formula given by Srila Sanatana Goswami and endorsed by Srila Prabhupada was that 50% should be used for service of the Lord. 25% you keep for family expenses and 25% you save for emergencies. So sometimes devotees think, how can I give 50%? That's a big chunk. I can't, I can't pay my bills if I give 50% of my income. After your bills, and according to your capacity to give, we should spend in Krishna's service. There's so many worthy products. 
um, projects. We're building temples. We're distributing books. We're distributing prasadam. So many different preaching programs are going on. Unprecedented preaching is going on by this ISKCON society. So there's a need for that. Spend money for that. That is your wealth, what you spend. Not what you, sa not what you save in the bank. <coughs> so these are all practical examples for grihastas. Don't live in comfort. Don't live in luxury. This is grihasta dharma. Grihasta shouldn't be afraid of money. We know why? Because we know what to do with it. We desire. We want money, lots of it, because we know what to do with it. We're not interested in sense gratification. We're interested in the service of the Lord, and there's a great need for that because society is suffering. So save money for your family, donate money to the temple, and spend money for the service of the Lord. And this is a solution to money being a problem. It's a problem if you try and keep it, then you're always in anxiety how to maintain it. And if you don't have money, then you're in anxiety, how will I pay my bills? So this solves the problem. When we take through Krishna consciousness, Krishna will always maintain his devotees. As um, uh, Mohandas Gandhi once said, that God will always give you according to your need but not according to your greed. So Krishna will always maintain his devotee. He says, My devotee, declare boldly, Arjuna, my devotee will never perish. Krishna says, Bahami, aham, I will carry. There's a nice story about this also. When Gita Panda was reading through Bhagavad Gita and he read this verse. He was very impoverished. They hardly they had food to eat in their house, husband and wife. Hardly they had clothes to wear. He would go out for bhiksha. No one would give him. And he read this verse and thought, no, this is incorrect. And he scratched it out. Bahamya, aham. This is not correct. Krishna is not taking care of his devotees. So he went out for bhiksha and while he was gone, Two beautiful boys came to his door. His wife answered the door. And standing on his doorstep was one beautiful fair-colored youth, another very dark-colored youth. And they had with them ghee and atta and chawal, masala, sabji, all ingredients for making delicious uh, prasadam. And the wife was very surprised. Why, you, why are you bringing this? said, oh, your husband is in need. He's in need, so we've brought this for you. They left it and went away. And as the younger boy, the dark-colored boy, turned to leave, the wife noticed there's scratches all over his back, and she said, Who has done this to you? Who is... You're such a, a beautiful young child. Who would be so horrible, such a fallen person, to injure your back in this way? The boy said, Your, your husband has done this. To my husband, how is it possible? He would never do such a thing. Yes, he has done this. And they walked away. When the husband came home from Bikshan, not having collected anything, very, feeling very depressed and very sorry, and he sees this huge pile of rice and sabji and, and spices and ghee and sugar, everything required for making delicious, he said, who has brought this thing? The wife said, two beautiful young boys, one very fair, one very dark. But the dark boy, 
he had scratches on his back and he said that you have done this. The husband was a pious man, devotee. He began to calculate. Two boys, one very fair, one very dark. Scratches. I scratched my Bhagavad Gita. I scratched Krishna. Krishna has come to my home. Krishna personally, Baham Yaham, Aham. I bring, I supply the necessities of my devotee who worship me. Ananyas Chintayantamam, who think of me, who worship me, who bow down to me, who accept me as the Supreme Lord and Maintainer. He became overwhelmed in devotion for Krishna and went back and removed scratches from his Bhagavad Gita. So this is Krishna. Money is not our problem. Money is, Krishna, can suppl- Krishna is supplying money to the atheist. He is supplying money to the bank robber, to the murderer. They all have their family. They have their home, their car, their bank balance, their income. Will he not supply his devotee? who surrendered his life to the Lord's service, who is trying to preach the glories of the Lord, will Krishna not supply? Krishna will supply everything. Srila Prabhupada gave me a nice example. He said, just like shadow follows form. If you move your arm in the light, underneath your arm there's a shadow. The shadow can't move independently from your arm. It has to follow form. So he said that everything prosperity, (coughs) management, everything will follow (coughs) if we preach Krishna consciousness. We read that nice quote Srila Prabhupada was saying, if we preach Krishna consciousness with sincerity, Krishna will supply everything. Even there's a beautiful story here in Mayapur. (coughs) Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was giving tuition to one king, I'm not remembering his name, anyway, the son of the king became very attracted to Krishna, the life of Krishna consciousness and renunciation. And Sannyasa mother, appreciating that, sent Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur away. Then you're not going to make my son a sadhu. No way. So she sent him back. He came to Mayapur and undertook a vow of chanting Shatakoti Nam Yagya. Ten billion names, or a billion names, I think. Shatakoti. A billion names. Holy, holy name, Hare, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. It took him ten years. When the ten year period was almost over, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu personally came and gave him darshan. And they said to him, What are you doing? What is this chanting? You have work to do. We want you to preach Krishna consciousness. Saraswati Thakur said, But I have no men. And I have no money. They said to him, "Never mind. We will send you mo- we will send you men, and we will send you money." And the rest is history. From Altadanga, that Iskon is amazingly renovated and and made this historical, priceless historical uh, property brought back to its original glory, where Srila Prabhupada met Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada. So Saraswati Thakur was supplied man. All the devotees that came to him were sent by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu directly, not ordinary devotees. And he had unlimited funds at his disposal because he was preaching Krishna consciousness. There'll be no shortage. Prabhupada said it over and over again. There'll never be shortage if we take to Krishna's service. So no problem. A devotee doesn't have the problem of not having money. He'll have money. 
sufficient according to his need. And if we have more money than we need, the anxiety can be mitigated by spending whatever money we're not using in Krishna's service. Because what are you going to do with it? Srila Prabhupada would criticize persons that take that retire to Vrindavan. And they said they leave their lakhs and crores to their family and say, send me 200 rupees for my maintenance. So he said, Krishna is more intelligent. As you surrender to me, I reward you accordingly. My esteemed God-brother, His Grace Guru Kripa Prabhu, donated some, I don't know the numbers, some astonishing amount, hundreds of thousands of dollars to build Prabhupada's projects in, in Vrindavan and in Mayapur and in Mumbai. And Prabhupada said to him one day, that as you're building this temple in Vrindavan for Krishna Balram, Krishna is making an amazing place for you in Goloka. I have seen it. I have seen it. So, our real wealth is spending money for Krishna. And Krishna will never forget a devotee who even gives one rupee in his service. What to speak of a devotee who offers their life, their wealth. Prana arti diyavacha, shreya acharanam sada. Krishna told the cowherd boys, someone who serves me with their life, their wealth, their intelligence, and their words can never be forgotten by me. Krishna will never forget a devotee who does even the smallest thing. So this is the solution. This is the solution. So the greed that is expressed here in this verse by the plunderers, the wife and children who want to take something from the husband, and the husband who's trying to save his money like a, like a miser, he's trying to protect his money for his own satisfaction, and there's a struggle between husband and wife, between husband, father and children, relatives, this whole struggle over money is solved when we make Krishna the enjoyer of our money. When we offer Krishna whatever we're able to, to give him for his purpose, Krishna's not a dull stone. He is completely appreciative more than we can understand, more than we can appreciate, more than we can know. He is appreciative of even the slightest donation, slightest service, slightest everything. He is appreciative of his devotees. So when we read this verse, we should not have a negative view of Grihastha life. Grihastha life means making Krishna the center. What is described here is for the Sa'artam, the conditioned souls, Sa'artikam, the conditioned soul is seeking material profits to maintain the body and soul. So we reject that idea and we accept Krishna Bhakti. And by that, we go back to Godhead. Happy here and eternally happy there by this wonderful life of Krishna consciousness, making Krishna the center, making service to Guru the center, making service to Vaishnava as the center, making the temple the center, book distribution, prasadam distribution, all these wonderful things that are gifted to us by the grace of our gurus. Thank you very much for your kind attention. Does anyone have any comment or question? Hare Krishna Prabhuji Dhanot Pranam Jaisri Prabhupada. Wonderful, wonderful flowing uh, uh, class Prabhuji. 
and i i like the the positiveness of the grahasthashram because uh, can see the other side but the <clears throat> the devotee side of the grahasthashram uh, you focus down i like the the way you explain prabhu wonderful because we can uh, have the one, as, as you mentioned we can have wonderful family and uh, engage in krishna consciousness and all your lakshmi and your uh, graha that's so nice cool. yeah, don't don't pretend you're don't be a sanyasi in the grahasthashram and don't be a don't be a grahastha in the sanyasashram right. everyone has their, their dharma svanushitasya dharmasya sansadhir hari toshanam please krishna by your ashram and go back to God. Does it matter if you go back to God from Grihastha Ashram or Sanyasa Ashram, Brahmacharya? We're going back to God. This is our objective of life. Live your life according to your dharma, according to your ashram. Be happy and go back to God. We have such simple, wonderful philosophy. Wonderful. I like the points, you know, how Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Maharaj accepted what he has, even the car and everything. Similarly, and the other point I like, Prabhuji, you mentioned that I mean, we should live the Grahastha life to show the I mean, outside public how Grahastha lives wonderfully so that they should be attached and uh, they should uh, take, take up the Krishna consciousness. That's a wonderful point, Prabhuji. Yeah, have you seen the picture? There's a beautiful picture of Saraswati Thakur sitting. Mm-hmm. such an amazing picture. Such a revolution. He was a complete revolutionary. And it's actually, Prabhupada understood every, he, he completely understood the mood of his spiritual master and practiced that. And, in, and this is our ISKCON society. This makes wonderful sense, Prabhuji. And it helps to oneself and it, it, it helps to others. Janma Sarthapkar, Karpar Yubkar. Hmm. So wonderful. There is nothing, not, I mean, uh, everything wonderful about the Prabhupada's moment and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's moment, you know. One can live wonderfully happy and march on it blindly and one can get purified and go back and back to Godhead. And, and the second thing, another corollary understanding to this, is that if we can show that example, people will line up to join our movement. If we can show it, because everyone wants what we have. Prosperous family life, happy family life respect and mutual respect between husband and wife, obedient children, Krishna conscious children, not drug addicts and I won't go into details but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a wonderful way. I mean, uh, when the, uh, other people see the devotee community so thriving, so uh, enjoyable, their relations and uh, their um, relationship and uh, the devotee uh, cooperation among when the other people sees it, they get attracted. That's, that's the truth. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So we just need to broadcast it. We have solutions. We just need to figure out how to broadcast it. Yes, yes, Prabhuji, yes. I think that, that's the reason uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had, you know, that much family to broadcast, you know, Krishna consciousness. He had 11 children. Yes, he was a revolutionary also. Srila Prabhupada said we're all Bhaktivinod Parivar, family of Srila Bhaktivinod Thakur. So I we can, if you, if you have any doubt about your life, examine the lives of these great saints, Bhaktivinod Thakur, Saraswati Thakur, our Srila Prabhupada. Just ask yourself, what would Prabhupada do? How did Prabhupada live his life? 
then the answer will come. Right. Right. Wonderful role model. Anything else, Mataji's Prabhu's? Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak with you today. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Nitai Gaur Nitai Gaur. Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for this Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhuji.